Hello, everyone. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash golden boot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another episode of HBCU Hour. It's your boy Pooh Bear. I got my man Aunt Petty Murphy in the building. What's good, man? Nice Monday night. What's happening? Not much, man. Not much. Uh, when I open the show up, man, even though it's Ole Miss, shout out to UAB, former UAB assistant, Coach Yo. You're missing a little. UAPB. UAPB. What I say? UAB. Yeah, yeah. UAB, my bad. Former UAP be assistant. UAP Coach Yo. Yeah. Coach Yo, man. She uh man, she's always been uh she's a favorite, man. I that little like speech that. after the game. This for everybody with Dotlin Dream. Unless she was talking to me, man. <laughs> everybody with a dollar in the dream. What about a penny in the dream? Fifty cents. I just got my text, so I got I got one dollar. Hey, that's all I got is one. You got you got you got taxes back. <laughs> no comment, man. No comment. I got a lot I, of attendance, man. Well, it look like the government is depending on me. So see them. Hey, that's they come in handy every now and then. You know, yeah, when you it's need those, when you need you know the remote. We need the light turned off, income tax time. No, they come in handy every now and then. Yeah, I know. I know. Alexa, order me some more dependents. What's good, cousin? <laughs> What's good, cousin Nikki? Cousin Nikki in the building. Uh, Chuck, checking in from Monroe Fun Row. My uh, God. Hey, I do want to start out. You know what I'm saying? I know we talked about Coach Yo. Uh, my parents were in the titties too, man. That was dope. We, I know we were talking about it during the game. Uh, I mean, during the show yesterday. Uh, man, um, I really, really like I was watching that game, man, going crazy, man. I was like, man, come on, pull it off, pull it off. It's crazy. They didn't score a point for like six minutes. Well, they didn't make a basket for like six minutes, yeah. and they still was you know extending their lead. Locking up on D, like that was shout out to her man. She had her team ready, obviously. Yeah, man. They, they a lot of people don't remember end of the end of this regular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know. gave they South could. Carolina a season took them. I mean, gave them a game and took them to overtime. So, uh, I'm not listen. I'm not saying yeah, they finna go you. beat South Carolina because somebody oh they were talking about always missing you out. But nah, man. But no, nah, shout out to to you. UAPB grad. Make sure I throw that in there. You know what I'm saying? I know and assistant, man, Coach Yo. Uh, also, man, we don't talk a lot about it enough, man. Bowling. Bowling. Uh, the SWAT put out their bowling honors. Uh, Coach of the year, Barry Doyle from Southern. Bowler of the year, Savannah Razor from Alabama State. And freshman of the year was Miss Jada Gordon from Prairie View A&M. So congratulations to them. On their accomplishments, um, 
Yeah, man. It was very well, well done and and, and welled. Yeah. I don't know, received. Uh, I don't know what else to say after that. So much deserved. Much deserved. There you go. There you go. Um man, man, we got some stuff to talk about tonight, man. Um I do want to talk, we ain't gonna talk much baseball, but I do want to throw this out there, man. We t- we reported on it before that Wilberforce was looking Wilberforce University was teaming up with the uh the Cincinnati Reds. Um to bring baseball back after 80 years, they have succeeded. This was a, a according to the article. Um, I think the article is in um, HBCU Game Day. This was like a seven year process. They started talking about this in 2016, um, but after 80 years, Wilberforce is back playing baseball. Um, it's part of the RBI program. I think it's like um, return um, baseball to the inner city. I think that's what it's something like that. That's what they uh, stand for. But, yeah, man, so congratulations on that, man, to Wilberforce. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, hopefully they can. I know why you don't want to talk baseball, though. Tell me about it. What, what, what shirt you got on? I got I got, I got, got an A&M shirt on today. Oh, yeah. You didn't know who you was going to root for this weekend, huh? this past weekend, when your boy Omar. Omar coming. Omar coming. Well, Alabama and them wasn't scared of Omar. They took, they would. <laughs> two or three from. They took two yeah. or three from. I did. I did see that man. Uh, speaking of that, we, and we're gonna talk about it. It's probably be this week. Uh, I'm still trying to get some of these spring dates, but we'll probably have. To, we're gonna have to talk about it this week because the first games are like on April first. Uh, yeah. Alabama and them got a pretty interesting uh, strategy when it comes to their spring game. Um, for those of you who don't know, Alabama and them spring game is April 8th at 10 a.m. in the morning. And I know you like 10 a.m. Why? <laughs> but what they're doing, they're gonna do their spring game at 10 a.m. They have a softball game at one. I think it's 12 or one. I want to say it's one o'clock. And then they have the men's baseball game at two. And you can go to all three, and they're gonna have like Inflatables, uh, tailgating, and all that kind of stuff. So it's gonna be like a, a fan fail, you know what I'm saying? So it sounds like they know how to host host an event. Yeah, so we're gonna go check it out. And Chuck say, uh, 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 Cardell Maynard is a character. Man, listen, I still say he was the best trash talker in the swag last year, this year, give a four. I don't care. Argue with your mama. I'm just say it like that. I don't know. It's hard. Last year, it was hard to take to not get at to Coach E Rob. I'm just saying. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm just saying. <laughs> Coach E Rob was right, but uh, it's hard. You actually, you actually got a good point. But nah, he, I, I, I like Coach Mike. I like you know, what I'm saying both of them, man. And then the respect they have between each mm-hmm. other, man, is so, it's so genuine, man. But yeah, you know, what I'm saying Coach Mike. I'm looking forward to to the spring game. See how it is. Uh, I'm trying to catch that one. I'm trying to see if I. Uh, I'm trying to scoot down to Montgomery, catch uh, Alabama State spring game that following week too. So, you know, what I'm saying maybe find some things. Some things I'm trying to figure out when Tuskegee spring game. They ain't putting it up though. They ain't, they ain't released it. So they don't want nobody to come. Man. I know it ain't gonna be at night. I tell you that much. You petty. I was thinking, but I wasn't gonna say they it ain't gonna be at night. It's gonna be it's gonna be by candlelight. That be about it. Everybody put we remember the uh I remember the Titans when they had they that put up light, with, yeah. Put up, yeah. It'd be no, it'd be like drum line, they'll be in the honking. Oh, yeah. honk honk. <laughs> that's how that's how they're gonna do the score. Yeah, flash the lights. <laughs> What's the score? Bunk. Oh, that's two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, flash the light once. That's 17 points. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Man. They gonna I know one thing. They're gonna ball and parlay after though. It's gonna be oh, nice. yeah, for sure. They're definitely gonna do that. It's gonna be nice. Uh speaking of football, man. Stick with football. How it makes some moves. Uh I say made some moves. Um, kind of shuffled up the coaching staff a little bit. They're uh moving prom- on promoted. Their wide receiver coach, Lindsey Lamar, he is now the offensive coordinator. Uh, he actually played under uh, Charlie Strong at USF uh, as a wide receiver. 
then went on to uh, coach under him and was like a quality control coach. Um, then he came to uh, – I want to say he went to Lamar. Then he came to Howard. Um, he's been at Howard, I think, the last two or three seasons um, as a wide receiver coach, and now he is the OC. So congratulations to him on that move. Uh, also, Gregory McGee is the new quarterback coach, and Arthur Ray is the new O-line coach. So Arthur uh, Ray. That sounds like a mechanic. <laughs> Shade tree too, um, but yeah, man. They uh, so it's a lot of it's. A, it looks like a little youth movement, but uh, how man? I want to see how they uh, how they do next year. Uh, returning coach champs. I know we joke about it, but Howard made some noise. You know, what I'm saying athletics. Period. Uh, they still got to go against uh, the one, the guy. The man in North Carolina Central over at the Eagles Nest, uh, Davis Richard. Richard, I don't I know, he's, he's probably rich, but I'm calling that man Richard. Yeah, he's not from Louisiana, man. So Richard. And I don't care, man. The way that dude played, that, that is rich. That Richard, I don't care what you say. Uh, but man, he, you know, what I'm saying we know he's a, a excellent dual threat, obviously, he'll triple threat. Um, he was named FCS Scholar Athlete of the Year. Uh, it was him and his uh the the I, I think it was I guess a co scholar athlete. It was uh I can't I ain't think it looked the guy's name. Uh, I think it's Thomas Jones from Harvard. So, mm. Yeah, I yeah. Almost, uh, see, I wish the swag would have never did that little co champs because I almost had a joke about being co because he's from the MIAC. He had to be a co winner, like, but it, <laughs> I can't even say that no more. But nah, but kudos to him though, man. Um, yeah. Obviously, he didn't follow the Cardale Jones method. He uh, he did come to play school, yeah. and um, he, he apparently plays it pretty well too. We know he's you no know, obviously, if not the best, one of the best quarterbacks in college football at the FCS level, especially. Um, so, what our what our little messy friends say, he is the best dual threat quarterback, quarterback on all levels. Well, not all levels, but all levels of college football. But now. Yeah, I'm just but nah man, shout out to uh to to Davis Davis Richard 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 that dude there man. I'm looking forward to I can't wait for football season. Now, I, I keep saying I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Um do you do you think that the swag should have kept their season in the spring? Ooh. It no. And the only reason why, I'm not going to say the only reason why. One of the reasons why is um, if things were like they had been previously where not a lot of guys were getting drafted and mm-hmm. it didn't matter so much, I would say, you know, that's fair. But with the way the SWAC has been, all the talent they've been producing, you you got hit while the iron's hot, man. You got to, you know what I'm saying, point. get them out the. Also, playing in the fall allows, I mean, it allows them to, if they don't get picked up in the NFL draft, you still got the USFL and the XFL. That's so, point. Yeah. And, and I obviously don't think they should play in the spring um, because it takes away some of your options as far as game, mm-hmm. non conference games, especially. Um, but I was just thinking about it from the standpoint of you're the only show, you know what I mean? And and being that you're not tied to the FCS playoffs, you wouldn't be missing out on nothing there. You could still have the celebration bowl in the spring, you know, but. But if that to happen, the MEAC would also have to be. Yeah, that's true. That's a very valid point. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, and yeah. then uh, I think another thing about it, we talk about the spring, you know, when they played the spring for 2020. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Um, Had a lot the, of opt-outs. Not just that, uh, what what happened that made that even kind of work yeah. with COVID, not just with COVID, you gotta think March Madness was canceled. That's true, too. So, you you know, that's what you know, March Madness baseball and season, baseball season, also. yeah. So, yeah. basketball and baseball season were canceled. So, you like you really were the only show, so that's very bad outside of like uh, man, NBA, least, but the NBA had their no, the NBA was on break too. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. NBA, yeah. was, you were the only show. No, outside of listen, I'm gonna tell you how bad it got. I was, we were Korean we, baseball, Korean baseball. Oh, yes, sir. I was watching, <laughs> dog. 
Korea baseball. I knew them names. I was watching. Bro. I was watching. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, it got so bad during the pandemic. At one point in time, I was watching like Russian ping pong. Like, mm. I got a homeboy who lost some some racks on a Russian ping pong game. I, I, you know what? I could say I'm a degenerate. I ain't never been bad. No, I take that back. I, I've done. I've had first one I had, I had was a point two. Not here's a tell. Yeah, I know. Listen, don't judge me. So, but yeah, that was just terrible, terrible. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was a. I mean, good question about the spring football. Um, former. Southern quarterback coach Jonathan Williams uh, is now the offensive coordinator at Benedict College. Coach mm-hmm. Barry uh, reaching back to uh, his former squad, you know, saying and pulling one of his, I guess, you know, saying co-workers. Former. Coaching Co- teammate. For, yeah, former co-workers, yeah, teammates. Colleague, colleague, there you go. There you go. So, Yeah, they uh... – It'd be kind of interesting to see how that works out because we know last year Benedict had one of, if not the best defense of any level in mm-hmm. college football. Um, they offense necessarily wasn't on par with their defense, and so I'm wondering what kind, what can he bring over there to kind of try to, you know, up the play of the offense, elevate their game a little bit. Because if they're able to do put that offense and defense on the same level. Hey, I don't know who messing with them with the defense. Yeah, I want to see how Coach Barry responds in year two. Um, he took over a team that had what one win, something like that, and mm-hmm. had them undefeated in the you know saying with a bye in the playoffs. Um, I know, I know he wants to uh, take that and just move on. And um, yeah, it's that's that's big. So man, football. And then maybe football. next year we can get that. Benedict uh South Carolina State game. Ooh, don't even get me started, man. Oh, don't get me started. Um, I gotta check out the schedule, man. I gotta look and see like if Benedict and, and Tuskegee play or when they play. So yeah, check that out. Um moving on to some basketball, man. Um I know the HBCUs are, are out of the the tourney, uh, pretty much all the tourneys. Um, but man, I want to you know saying shout out to everybody who's you know saying showing much support to all the HBCUs, man. Um, you know, saying Vice President Kamala Harris showed up at the game in the locker room to congratulate uh Howard's men. Um, I saw Don't at least do it. at least for 24 hours. I saw Banks. Our man Banks, uh, was you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying pulling hard for for Howard. I don't know how how hard he was pulling, but he said he was pulling for Howard. You know, he at least made it, he at least made it look good. Oh, Nick trying to he come in and start. He mad. He still mad because I was talking about them son mm-hmm. last night. That's man. exactly what it is. But yeah, Banks, Banks at least made it look like he was rooting for Howard. I yeah. put it that way. He said Pooh look like a a, a mofo named Benedict. <laughs> I, what is yeah. that profile picture though? I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, Nick out there. That's a good point. That's Nick. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, he in the, you know he in the navy. You know how they they is. Not too much. <laughs> My sister was in the navy. Not too much. Uh, them Siemens. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it was a lot of support though, for real, for the HBCUs. Uh, Don Staley. Uh, Don Staley took on Lafayette. Uh, not for say Lafayette, Norfolk State. Um, and after the game, man, she went in and uh to the locker room. Well, actually, the press conference, she said that uh, this was not a 16 seed. I need y'all to, you know, saying this for next year. This is not a 16 seed. They are, you know, saying too good. So, yeah, but I mean, we we said it. This. We've discussed this over and over, and. I understand the whole <clears throat> RPI and all of that. I get all of your metrics and whatever you want to throw at me. I get it, bro. But I can say the same thing for other teams and other conferences. It's like um, I, I it's like it's a lot of it's a lot of is, is it that that part. But to me, it's crazy how when we look at uh, MEAC or SWAC, we judge the whole conference. We say, oh, the SWAC is weak, you know, and not look at the fact that Grambling 
and Alcorn single digit losses. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter what the bottom place or mid place team does in the sweat. If if the top two teams are that good, the top two teams are that good. Conference USA was terrible this year. Mm-hmm. UAB was supposed to win the conference. They were terrible. Louisiana Tech was terrible. It was Western Kentucky, nowhere near as, as good as they normally are. FAU, 31-3. The, nobody said FAU wasn't good because their conference was bad. They looked at their individual singular team and said, and judged them based off what their individual team did. But when we talk about HBCUs, we want to judge the whole conference. We want to bring up the whole conference. That's just another way that they, that you could diminish what these teams are doing. Um, I kind of some I, I was talking with somebody on Twitter. They brought up the metrics and stuff. I was like, okay, good point. I still had to go off eye test. Um, the way I saw Grambling play, the teams I saw Grambling beat. They beat Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt didn't make the the NCAA tournament. I think they possibly could have. They had they got hot, and the NCAA tournament, in my opinion, is who's hot now. Because you, if you start off twenty and well, I ain't gonna say twenty. You win like fifteen games, your first fifteen games, and then you mix and match and, and struggle and stuff, and you end up with with twenty wins. You might most likely not gonna make the tournament. If you hot, you hot. Vandy was hot. Grambling beat Vandy. Colorado made the NIT. Vandy, I mean, Grambling beat Colorado. But then, you know, they was like, well, they had some some terrible losses to D2 schools. Okay. And I, I'm not taking away from that. I get that. I guarantee those D2 schools probably went to the D2 tournament. I don't know. I got to look it up. I, I'm making up stuff with that. But still. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, like, and I get that they had bad losses. You know, back could bring up other teams in the NIT who had bad losses. Uh, so, I mean, it, like, it just seems like we try so hard to nitpick and try to invalidate the resumes that some of these schools put up just to say, ah, see, that's why they don't deserve to get in. Mm-hmm. But nobody, nobody's putting that same energy into saying why these teams should get in. And – I saw someone say, "Well, Gremlin, they lost the uh, game to Alcorn, so that's why they weren't. Um, yeah. They didn't get the okay, cool. They had one shot to, you know, I mean, play. So why not? So basically, because they had one game versus Alcorn that they didn't win, they shouldn't get any postseason invitations. Like I just, I just feel like, like at this point, you're just draw, you're grasping the straws to say why they shouldn't deserve to get in. And part of it is you don't want." a Gremlin to beat a Colorado in the NIT. You know what I mean? So yeah. let's let's avoid that by not even putting Gremlin in the conversation. Uh, you also had a uh, terrible LSU team beat Arkansas, and Arkansas is in the Sweet 16 right now. I mean, LSU beat Kansas State. Yeah, they didn't, but they did. I get what you're they saying. They did, but they didn't. But yeah. they did. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm just saying. Like, but you know what I'm saying? These teams, are, it's anybody can be anybody. And we and I know I brought brought this up a little bit um, last week when I was talking, last Thursday when we were talking to uh, uh, HU Powership. Um, seating. The way they do the seating. Um, it's always swag, meag, um, at a 16, 15 seed uh, or a random 14. <sighs> At some time, we, like you just said, we have to put a little bit more respect on, on HBCUs because if you get them in at a, at a 14 or a 13 um, where they probably should be, they can make a run. Yeah, but like I just said, they don't want that. Yeah. And I mean, and the, the same could be said for some of these other schools. Obviously, we're not focused on them, we're focused on HBCUs. But the bigger, the real problem here is the Power Five conferences. You know what I mean? They're the ones who are who are driving the revenue. They're the ones who are, you know, ultimately gonna gonna get the final say in a sense. And whenever they want more of their teams in, someone has to has to be the one to suffer. And it's going to start with HBCUs. Then after that, it's going to, it's going to be the the other lower, you know, G5 or whatever you want to call it, mid-majors. Um, they're going to be next. And then eventually it's going to be try to be an all-power conference thing. That's why I brought up when they talked about the NCAA expansion, 
given both regular season and mm -hmm. co conference tournament champions automatic bids. Because then you will see a Gremlin Alcorn and Texas Southern all get a chance. Or you will see, you know, a Howard and well, Howard won both. Yeah. So that wouldn't, but you know what I'm saying? But you would be able to give more teams a chance and then you could really see the actual best teams, not just the team who won three games or who got lucky and won their tournament. So or who I, got in on a technicality? Fairleigh Dixon. Yeah. So, I mean, those, yeah, those situations, you know, like there's been times where teams around here have won, lost five games in the season and, you know, a player foul out in a conference tournament and you don't make the tournament, but you've only lost five games all year. Grambling situation, they got in foul trouble against Texas Southern and they don't make the tournament because they got in foul trouble. You are mm -hmm. because they got and and because of PJ Henry too, but most they got in foul trouble. So but but one game ultimately determines whether or not you make it to the tournament instead of what your body of work for the whole season was. Yeah. And this one bid league stuff, man, come on, put the best teams in. Put yeah, your best what, teams in. Yeah. So I, and I, I yeah. give 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 all of them at least two bid. I mean, at least two. Yeah. Um back to to Don Staley. Uh we was talking about, you know, saying, you know, how what she said about the 16 in North Norfolk State. She also went to the locker room was talking to uh uh Norfolk State big uh Kiara Wheeler. And she was giving her big praise, man. Um, basically, uh, hold on, I got the video uh, without sound, though. But she was giving her big praise, man, bigging her up, telling her, you know what I'm saying, we used to chop down, you know what I'm saying, bigs, like, you know what I'm saying, like you was doing and, you know what I'm saying, really, you know, you know what I'm saying, giving her major props, man. Then Don didn't just stop there, man. She went on and she wore Cheney State jersey uh, representing Hall of Famer Yolanda Laney uh from that uh Cheney State team. So man, she was she's been giving like a lot of kudos and stuff to to HBCU. So that goes back to kind of the original point about uh just showing that support man during this tournament. Can we start um clarifying when we say the Cheney State cuz everybody keeps saying the first HBCU to make a final four. Which is true in division 1. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, first first yeah, one, the one, first yeah, actually yeah. the only one to make a uh, yeah, division make one, one uh, division, but but they bingo that's the part. It's not just the fact that they made the final four; they won a game in the final four and made it to the championship. Like yeah. they made they made it to the championship. People just keep diminishing it to they made the final four. No, they made the championship, the championship game. game. Yeah, they were the runner up for the entire like that's and they were number one in the. Number one in the country for a long time. Let's see. Shout out to C. Vivian Stringer, though, man. That's yeah, yeah man. That was dope. Um, but yeah, Don Don always showing love, man. That's as 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 bad as bad as the LSU fan to me doesn't want to like her. It's hard not to like her. Yeah, it's hard yeah, not she, to. She always showing love for everybody, man. Yeah. Uh, this was another question that popped up, man. And it's all this all kind of stems around uh about the seeding and stuff. Um, but this question popped up and, and I gotta bring up this. Uh I, I ain't gonna bring it on screen, but um somebody, hold on, let me go to it. Uh I sent it to you too, uh, when we was talking about uh, but the question, why is it important? Why are we even focused on HBCUs in the NCAA tournament? Why is it important? Why is it important if they have success and stuff like that? And um, I had to resort back because I, I knew this, this. I knew the correlation. And I mentioned before, there is a I mentioned last episode, actually, there is a correlation to uh, when your your sports team is successful in any arena, whether it be football or, or basketball or baseball uh, when your team is 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 successful or make any kind of you know saying run it changes enrollment changes and stuff like that so uh calvin sykes uh at c sykes sports u on twitter uh posted a, uh it was it's from a magazine and the article reads or, or his caption reads uh Gulf Coast admissions, and he's talking about Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, Gulf Coast, Florida Gulf Coast admission uh, application increased twenty seven point five percent after their Sweet Sixteen run. Butler increased fifty percent after their two Final Fours. George Mason inquiries went up 
350% after beating Villanova in 2011. And um, he says, athletics fills beds and builds new buildings. So we've always said it, man. Yeah. Um, at like athletics is, athletics is the window to your university, 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 university. If you if university as like you know a, a store on Rodeo Drive or somewhere, you know what I mean. <laughs> athletics is what's in the window. It's what draws you into the store. Yeah. It just it, it decides whether or not you want to enter that store or not. And so if you don't care about it, if you don't put money, if you don't put resources, if you don't put you know energy into your it's not your university is just gonna suffer. I'm not saying you can't be uh you know a thriving university with with, with poor athletics, but any university is better with good athletics. No matter even Harvard and Princeton and all those right. they're, they're better. Like, I'm not saying Princeton's enrollment's finna go up, you know what I mean? Because I mean they're, they're pretty selective, but I'm pretty sure their inquiries are going to go up. More people are going to try to get into Princeton. So, I mean, it's it's free marketing. Yeah. Um, When you can, and this all goes back to the same thing we just talked about, seeding. Um, When you can have a team who, um, even if instead of putting in uh, Coach Jones from Norfolk State, uh, was talking about this in HBCU uh, hoops uh, weekly. The uh, about instead of putting them as a 16 scene, he would rather be in a play. Uh, not well, it's not a play in anymore. The first four game, he'd rather be in one of the first four games. You still that was 16 seed though. Yeah, well, they do have the. I think they don't. They have a nine. 11. Nine? It's 11. 11. Yeah, 11, 11. 11. Either way, he's you know saying if you do that. What that allows is you play that game and you get paid. Now you have one unit associated with your team. You play another game, you've got two units. And he says it's like a six-year cycle. So they make the tournament the next year. Now you don't start off at one unit. You start off at three units. So whatever the regular pay for a school for that one game, you get three times that. Yeah. So he's like, it, it benefits them more to be in the uh I'm gonna say playing. I it, we know yeah, first, I know what you well, mean. yeah to be in that game, he said, because that way he said you're it, you one, you get more exposure, you get more practice time and stuff. Um, it, it just helps the schools more. He said, but when you put just put them at and then most of these again, most of these teams are not 16 seeds. But if you put them, you can put a five, if you had to take any regular five seed and just put them at a 16, the game may be closer, but you most you're playing the number one team, you're most likely gonna get knocked out. Yeah. So um I get I think that's I don't know. I get I get the principle behind it and the money yeah. aspects behind it, and for that in itself, I think it would be beneficial. However, um <clears throat> for the perception of HBCU athletics and HBCU basketball, I don't know if it's good because the casual fan is gonna associate them with being barely making the tournament. And so they're gonna associate it with, you know, the same thing we're hearing now about HBCU basketball. You know what I mean? They don't deserve to be in, they're not that good, you know, all these kind of things. And it's just gonna it's going to perpetuate that same negativity that was already associated with HBC basketball if we're one of the last four every time. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get the benefits of it. I just don't know if that's, if that's good for the perception of, of, you know, but at the same time is, do you really care if you're making more money? I mean, another question, because this was another debate all weekend. Um, should there be a new option explored? Um, bait meaning should there be a a HBCU invitational or something of the sorts? Because you've got when you've got a school like Grambling, you've got schools like um, well, Alcorn got the NIT, yeah. but but you got schools like that, you know, well, saying Norfolk, Norfolk and and NCCU and I mean, I my question would be. 
Um, I if if it's done, and let me, I want to throw caveats. It's done right. You, the schools don't have to pay to be in these tournaments, and sponsorship is there. Yeah, I'm. I was just gonna assume that we weren't, you know, bringing all that into it. But my only question is, all right, let's take this year for example, right? Mm-hmm. All right, argument can be made that, well, Howard was the best team in the MEAC. I don't think you really got to argue that. Um, so they wouldn't be in this HBCU Invitational. Texas Southern wouldn't be in this HBCU Invitational. And one of the co-champions – of the SWAC wouldn't be in this HBCU Invitational. So is it is it just so we can give our HBCUs more exposure and more like because like what are we trying to show here? Because to me it's not it's not like the Celebration Bowl where you have the best versus the best. I get you. You yeah. see what I'm saying? You're having kind of a best of the rest. That's and. True. So what what are you marketing as? What are you selling this as? You can't say it's the black national champion when your two best teams aren't even going to be there. Well, arguably, your two best teams aren't going to be there because, you know, your conference tournament champions won't be there. So in theory, your two best teams aren't going to be there. So I just – and in a year like this, you could have three teams, three of your best teams not be there. So I just don't really know how you would sell it, how you would get consistency year in and year out. Because what happens if we get two NIT, you know, um, what say? All right, let's say Central would have won the MEAC this uh, conference tournament, and they would have went to the NCAA tournament. So it would have been Texas Southern and Central and the NCAA and Alcorn and Howard in the, in the NIT. Now you got four of the top teams not in this HBCU Invitational. So like, how do you you get what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, think I at do. this point, I think at this point it'll just be to kind of let everybody else. Play every, you know, play another game, and I think that kind of gets solved in a sense with these like HBCU legacy games and All Star game. You know what I mean? It's kind of that kind of. That's fair. That's fair. I I actually didn't think of it like that. That's actually pretty good. It's a good answer. Uh, I am. I can't argue with that, man. Um, when you're right, you're right. Uh, it ain't often, but I take it. Yeah, I mean. Our, our wives ain't on this on this podcast, man. So we we write off big facts, big facts. All right, uh, North Carolina and Um, as we know, they're in the coaching search. Um, they basically played this entire season with the interim coach. Uh, it's been some interesting names on their coaching search, though. Um, I think this they didn't necessarily say how many they started with or who they're all the way down to, but. But um, yes, that actually, you know what? That name did come up with somebody else oh, making really the conference. Just... I know you was joking. Somebody actually did say that. The problem with that is uh, they were saying that um, they didn't, um, they don't. I'm trying to think how to put it. Ant is not probably going. To, he Patrick Ewan is the kind of coach who needs time, and Ant may not be willing to give him that time. That ain't no lie. So, yeah. uh, but. Here are some names that uh, have come up. Um, possibly sticking with the current interim coach, Philip Schumper. Um, I think he Frank, did a pretty he did a pretty good job. He did, he did a pretty good job. Uh, consider uh, you know, so all things considered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank Haith of Memphis. I mean, who's a Memphis assistant? Uh, B.J. McKee, who's a Wake Forest assistant. Steve Smith, who's a Florida State assistant. And Rasheed Wallace, the tech machine himself. She Rasheed Wallace, that's the name. Uh, but that'd he actually that'd be a good hire, though. I think he coached um high school ball in Durham. He also was on Memphis staff under with Penny Hardaway for a while. So he does have coaching experience. This wouldn't just be a you know what I'm saying, uh, let me get a uh NBA player to, to come in and jump in. No, he actually does have some coaching experience. So uh, she, that's another one. So that's an interesting name right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, I could see it, but I don't know if they're gonna go that route. But uh, it's been some. I don't know if you want to call it rumors. I don't mm-hmm. know what you want to call it, but it's been some uh, some alumni, some fans of Southern 
talking about the possibility of them having opening as head coach there. Yeah, yeah. That was that was it was some rumblings. Um at the That's end of the season. a good way to put it. Rumblings. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, his contract is up at the end of the at whatever. And um some fans are calling for it to not be renewed. Um mm. take it for what you work, what you want. But uh this name just came to my head when you were talking about NC. No, can I Um, and if Southern was to uh possibly move on from their head coach, what about a guy who you know played at Southern, has coached in the NBA? Coached. Oh, I know where you're going. Go ahead. Coached at. Coached at. Uh. Power five college schools, you know mm. what I mean? Uh, still around the game as an analyst today, you know what I mean? Uh, from Louisiana, you know what I mean? You know, uh, Avery Johnson? Avery, I think he got a raw deal at Bama. I honestly do. Yeah, that recruiting stuff, what killed him, the Colin Sexton thing. Yeah. I think he, I think that would be, I think that, and, and Dave said he think that'd be a great, hold on. They say he think that'd be a good hire. I do too. I do too. Uh, but they, they, hold on. Hold on. I do, they, I, I, I was gonna put the other comment up. I agree. Uh, but my daddy might be watching. I can't say the words tonight. They say he said you smart. Oh, oh yeah. Appreciate <laughs> he said that was man. complete, completely different angle that he wouldn't have thought of. I wouldn't have thought of. I ain't even think like that. But that was that was a good one. But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, Avery Johnson. It's another name. That's another name though. Me personally, mm-hmm. uh, oh no, Dave, you good? He said, Sorry for my language. Oh no, you good? We talk like that all the time, no. just I can't. can't so, I wish I wish G was a little watching because this would really be for him. There's a Baton Rouge legend who just stepped down as mm-hmm. a high school coach, uh, mm-hmm. Scotlandville's head coach. Uh, he coached for 16 seasons at Scotlandville. Uh, he had. A record of 600. Oh, my bad, my bad. At Justin Scotlandville, he had a record of 482 and 83. He had he had eight state championships, six runner-ups, and 16 seasons. Wow. If you want to keep a Baton Rouge legend, like... I know it's a step up going from high school to that level, but you want to talk about ties to the city, can recruit, get the fan base support, mm-hmm. and I and, and inject some you know, new life and new blood into the program, bro. Yeah. Carlos Sample is your guy. Yeah, <sighs> that'd be that'd be that'll be good. That'll be dope. Um, mm, I don't know what to say, man. That's that's. I mean, like. Javante 482 and 83. Yeah. Javante. You got 399 more wins than Dang, you do bro. losses. For his overall record is 676 and 198. Yeah, like now he's put pros out, bro. Like he's got multiple D1 power five players playing right now in, right. in, in, in NCAA, right. man. Dude. When you say Scotlandville, I knew then. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about, like, you know what I'm saying, like Louisiana. Yeah, Javante Smart, was, Reese Beekman, Damon Jones. Like, they, they put yeah. dudes out. Uh, yeah, Damon Jones. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that dude legit, like, seven-something. I took a picture yeah. with him, and I felt like a – yeah, me and like uh, six, eleven, seven, one, me and my son. Like yeah, me and my son. I took a picture with. You know, what I'm saying, you know, you know, how you do the little bro. You know, what I'm saying, yeah, my arm like around his waist. Like... No, my my arm <laughs> around his waist. Like, oh no, nah, <laughs> hey, nah, hey, nah. hey, I was talking, but I, you know, what I'm saying, I did the Keanu Reeves where you put your arm around, but you don't touch him. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking up at him. Like... All right, sir, you have a, you have a good season, sir. <laughs> looking like, honey, I shrunk the kids, man. I'm looking like, like so I'm looking like honey boo boo. That's what I'm looking like. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but uh yeah, man. Uh speaking of speaking of parting ways with coaches, man. Um uh, unfortunately, man, Grambling State, man, parts ways with their women's basketball coach, Freddie Murray. Uh, so they are going to be looking for a new women's coach, man. It's gotta be tough. Um coaching women's basketball in the sweat. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, because you got to go against uh, uh you got to go against Coach Reed. You got to go against uh, Coach Thorne at UAPB. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go against uh, I don't even know his name, but Southern Coach, who step I mean stepped up and was they look like Southern stepped up and did their thing. You know, what I'm saying especially in the tournament, and then Alabama State Coach. Yeah, I feel I kind of feel for Murray. He uh he had a good run, man, mm-hmm. a few years ago, and he had Shakala Hill. Um, and she, you know, she took that team. She made that team. She what two quadruple doubles while she was there. Made ESPN multiple times. Uh, I think they made the uh, NIT or, or the tournament one. You know, like they. Funny. She uh, oh yeah, uh, but yeah, she. So I, I just kind of feel like he he been there seven years. I kind of just feel like you know it's time for a new mm-hmm. voice. It's time for some new blood. He kind of ran his course there. So best of luck to him going forward. Carlos Punch, that's what it is. Appreciate you, uh, Tor, Tor Williams said uh, Funches, Carlos Punches. That's the uh, Southern yeah, coach. yeah, Southern yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh. I want to stick with the latest though. It is women's. We hadn't talked much about women's appreciation, but but speaking with, with you know, what I'm saying with the ladies, uh, fish gymnastics historic um, meet last. I think it was on Thursday. Uh, I forget who they took on Green Field. Let me see who they took on. I know that was they hosted the uh, you know the first host season. yeah. Yeah, it was. I'm trying to see who they who they winning. Who who was the meet against? So um, Greenville, that was right. Greenville University. Um, but Fisk uh, had a home meet, the first home meet for HBCU. Um, they took on Greenville University. Uh, the, now it was a home meet for them, but they did use uh, neighboring Belmont University College in in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, they used their gym. Uh, had this meet. Uh, they ended up winning uh, 190.575 to 183.875. So congratulations to those yeah, ladies. Blew them out. Yeah, Morgan, Morgan Price, um, the phenomenal f- uh, freshman phenom. I said phenomenal freshman phenom. Um, but uh, she was the – I ain't got, even catching it first. <laughs> she was the first place all around with a 39.175 score. So man, kudos to them. Congratulations, you women. Congratulations. Yeah. I wonder did they have the band up in there a little like like in between mm. events and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. While the judge is calculating the scores, just letting them blow real quick, you know what I mean? You know, I could see that being lit. Yeah. Bro, I can't wait. I can't wait for uh I'm looking forward to when when they could get this uh when they season start, because uh I definitely gotta go. My I, I told my wife about it and she was like when when it start again so we can go? So oh you looking at Chuck uh Chuck with mm-hmm. his uh yeah I, I looked at it so Chuck boy he Chuck be knowing stuff boy I wish so if y'all are on all those on YouTube man uh y'all I know y'all hear us talk about Chuck a lot uh our, our encyclopedia Chuck be dropping like facts but they like paragraph paragraph facts and stuff he we be looking like golly. I'm like, man, that Chuck be knowing. I don't know how Chuck keep all this information. Hey, I'm telling you. I do. That dude got I'm telling you how, me, how I got introduced to Chuck. Listening to our boy Fox. Chuck used to call in. They'd be talking about some random, you know, like we are. It's just some random, you know, D2 baseball coach or something. You know what I mean? Chuck mm-hmm. calling. Yeah, I remember that guy whenever he was going to school at the uh, University of Arkansas Monticello, you know, and, and he come dropping all these facts, all these facts. And it gets to the point where people like, hey, you can't even say nothing back to it. It's just the only thing you can say is, bro, how you know this? Like, yeah. but yeah, man, we went to the same high school, just, you know. Chuck, Chuck got, uh, he got some quick Google fingers, you know how Twitter. I think I think he got a uh uh what's it called photographic memory. Yeah, he might do. He might do. That's that boy Chuck. Boy, appreciate you, Chuck. Hey, uh, did you see the uh family cheerleader talking trash? Yes, I loved it. 
it was it's hilarious. For those of y'all who hadn't seen it, it here it is for you. You don't gotta take that ref. You don't gotta take that ref. You don't gotta take that. If I, if I was you, I wouldn't let him talk to me like that. That was real aggressive. And if I was 33, I would feel some type of way. If hey. I was 33 on Messiah, I would feel some Your coach said you suck. <laughs> hey. Hey, his words not mine. Ref, I wouldn't let him talk hey. to me like that. You need to give him a hey. thing. I would say, as a former Hooper, I love that. Yeah. I love that, dog. Like, the fact that not only does she know the game, and not only is she in tune to the game, but she knows the game, and – She's, you know what I mean? She got that swag and that she knows. You could tell she used to hoop because she she talked trash like a hooper. Yeah. Man, that's I, I need more of that, bro. They need the mic up for every game. Hey, not just that. So I, I didn't get the clip, but fam, you beat uh, Bethune softball. And stro- had, they had like this little stroll. I mean, and I was looking, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it, it looked like a like a sorority, you know what I'm saying, stroll. Yeah. And some of them might be in, you know what I'm saying, sorority. But they did a stroll, and uh, Bethune came back and, and beat them the next day and said, we don't stroll, we just get the dub. I was like, ooh, I love this trash talk. I love it. I love it. Hey, speaking <laughs> of, I know you've seen Grambling softball dugout. Oh, man. You don't need a, a, a that seat. When we talk about HBCU culture, and we talk about how it's different and stuff like that. This is the stuff we talk about. The trash talk, the the banter back and forth, the the as you talk about the grambling song, like they they literally they don't have a walkout song. They was doing, they mm-hmm. was like they was the walkout song. They was the walkout song, the chant and stuff, man. The whole time in the dirt, in the dirt, man. They had a chant for everything, man. It's, it's it, and I've seen some some like some other chants and stuff like from yeah. you know what I'm saying some some PWIs and some other Power Five schools, but like that was like bro, I was hype. I was like, okay, let's go. I'm ready to go to a game or something. But uh, yeah, I, I say I say this though, the fact that these videos keep going viral goes to a point that we talked about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They want the culture, mm-hmm. but they want where they at. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Nick said, "Ain't you?" He said, "You hopped." He meant hooped. Like, he trying to. Uh, he trying to. I trying. hopped a couple times whenever I broke my ankle. <laughs> I hopped all over the place when I broke my ankle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's start that. Yeah. Um, I know this is. Um, uh, I know we sports related, but I do want to bring this up because this is important. Um, and it affects. It does affect. Um, school we just talked about FAMU but uh, as those of you who don't may not know uh, Ron DeSantis is, is is pushing in the in the Congress the Legislative Congress in, in um, Florida is pushing this stop woke bill and it's, I think it's like House Bill 999 or something like that uh, but he's pushing it and it's basically to stop uh, DEI or diversity inclusion um diversity um was it diversity uh uh equity equity. yeah diversity equity and inclusion um this bill uh on surface threatens uh the divine nine because they have in a lot of the mission statements is is dei um uh language it, it it affects all denies at all ins- public institutions in, in Florida, um, and it affects FAMU as a whole, being the only uh, HBCU in um, what the only in public Florida, uh, public HBCU in Florida. Uh, for those of you who are in Florida, please speak up. Uh, do what you can. Uh, speak out. 
call call your congressman. Uh, there's a thing called the Fires Calls app. You can reach out to your local congressman. Uh, tell them that you don't want this. Uh, they have to listen. Use your voting power. And a lot of people, you know, saying believe it don't work. Man, listen, you you, you, you got to step up some kind of way. Uh, but yeah, this we can't have this happen because this this again, like I said, this affects FAMU. So I say this for all the people who claim that they support HBCUs and they claim that they love HBCUs, put your money where your mouth at, or you know, put your mouth where your mouth at. Go say something to somebody. Call somebody, call a congressman, email, whatever you gotta do to make sure that you know your voice is heard and saying that you don't want this. Um, because at the end of the day, bro, this affects me in Louisiana. It affects you where you at. It ain't just about Florida, man. It's about all HBCUs and all of us as a whole, bro. I, I will say, if it if it happens in Florida, it'll start happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one. Yeah. Um, so it's gotta be, it's gotta be done. It's gotta be stopped. Um, so nip it in the bud while we can. Um, and let's move on, man. Cause it's, they, as we just said, they want what we got. They just don't want us. So, mm-hmm. um, more fat, sad news though. Family. Yeah. Uh, family, uh, lost one of, uh, uh, what is a great supporter, uh, and, and Chuck brings it up, uh, Kofi Hemingway. Um, I personally didn't know him, uh, and I, I, I know you said you nah. didn't know him, but um, he uh, he said uh, R.I.P. Kofi Hemingway of the uh, Florida A&M show O and G Strike Zone and uh, Fan You Rattler Faithful, who was a Marching 100 alumnus. Chuck says he actually just met him uh, last year, so he met him at the Grambling and Fan You game in 2022 in Grambling. Um, I've I'm seen never, a lot. Yeah, go I'm ahead. Go ahead. I'll just say, uh, I know a lot of people who have uh, show support, uh, posted pictures of them, stories and stuff. I didn't pu- personally know him. I know we were going to look at look to reach out to ONG uh, prior to this, just to kind of you know say establish a relationship, talk about FAMU uh, on the show. But um, from everything I've seen, man, solid dude. Uh, our heart, you know, saying condolences goes out to uh, FAMU, his family, uh, his friends. Those who knew him personally. So, yeah, I never met him, but uh, I followed, you know, the, the pod and, you know, him on Twitter and some of it. And like uh, Chuck said, that dude was fam, you through and through, bro. Right. I mean, um, definitely one of the most vocal and most supportive people of, of that university. Um, and I know he was close with a lot of people that we close with. Um, right. So I know a lot of people are taking it. A lot harder than we are, but um, definitely want to send our condolences to all those people uh, who knew him very well, BJ and all those others. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's sad for the Rattler community, but it's sad for HBCUs as a whole. Whenever you know uh, an enthusiast of that magnitude uh, leaves us so soon, man. but rest in peace to him and um, condolences to his family. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't want to end on a, on a sad note, man. We got anything else before we get up out of here? Get ready to get up out of here. I mean, we got more baseball tomorrow. Who we got midweek? Anything, any, any, any matchups that stand out? Mm, I wouldn't say stand out, but, you know, we got some. got a little something, something. All I know is Grandma two and one swag right now. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah, it's that's another thing that's weird about the whole thing because they played swag teams, but they were non-conference because I don't know. Hey man, you play it on your schedule, bro. That's all you can do. Yeah. Um. Oh, we didn't talk about this, but uh, we can we can preview it and talk about it next week. Uh. Uh. Uh, I'm looking at uh, HBCUsports.com, and uh, SWAC has a long way to go to get out of the one big league stage, says Commissioner. Yes, I did. So, yeah, we'll have to, have to look at that, touch on that next time. I think I think that's um, 
obviously the goal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know how soon we'll get there. Yeah. Um, we got to do another. Golly, football season is, is getting too close. Um, not close enough, though. Howard released a schedule. Man, we got to go through and get these schedules so we can, you know what I'm saying, start doing some more, you know what I'm saying, looking at some of these teams. Uh, I do have one good story. Uh, Delaware State now has uh, their lacrosse team. Now That's has – has uh, a new home as far as where they can play the lacrosse and the uh, women's soccer team uh, because they were sharing the field with the football team, but they uh, acquired uh, the school itself in 2021 acquired Wesley college uh, and Wesley college had a football team. So now uh, they use that field for the lacrosse and women's soccer team. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to them, man. They said it's a little bit more intimate field. Um, so man, that's, that's dope, so. Man. There's a school in New York, not HBCU, but oh it yeah, could yeah. Be HBCU related. So I got Jamie had post this. Yes. Yeah, so, so St. Francis decided that they were gonna stop fielding sports at all together. Sports programs all together. Twenty one sports programs gone at the end of the season. So the Northeastern Conference has an opening. Mm. And I've seen people throwing schools out that could possibly, you know, fill that void. Uh, Delaware State being mentioned. Uh, The fact that St. Francis didn't have football. I've seen people mention Coppin, so it doesn't mess up how the Northeast's football schedule would be. Um, So it's put, and I know a lot of the Northeast Conference, um, I don't want to say fans, but, you know, uh, school fans of schools in that conference. Or, or you know, petitioning for Howard, um, probably not gonna happen. But you know, it's just you know, that's who they want. So very curious to see how the MEAC is impacted by this, if at all, and what the domino effect could be. Could we see some CIAA schools jumping up to the MEAC, or would those MEAC lose schools, one more if they lose one more member? Yeah, if, if especially if it's a football member, football member. Yeah, yeah. So if Delaware State leaves, you either gonna have to drop down or you're gonna have to bring schools up. So I mean that is very interesting what's gonna happen and how the dominoes are gonna fall. Mm-hmm. Or you gonna have to uh so, a full on oh. to who? Hampton. <laughs> oh, <ain't> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hampton. No, I'm just playing. You might as well just join the swag at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merger. yeah, but I don't see that happening either. Um, you might go kiss up to Eddie George before you kiss up to Hampton. Hampton that's true. That's true. Uh, Tennessee State. I don't know. Well, I think Tennessee State, I have to look that up. I think it's Legally, they're required to be in the OVC. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Because of the yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so. Yeah, it, it, it's gonna be tough. They're gonna have to go pull somebody up, man. Don't have and to. Did. Mm. That it makes too much sense for that to happen. Too much sense. Uh, but hey, Would we'll you be back to Campbell. My bad, Campbell. I know they're not, but I'm just saying it, it'd be worth it. I think it'd be worth it to reach out to Campbell. Um, it's just like it's funny. SIAC, uh, all HBC itself was Spring Hill College, Spring Hill, Spring Hill College, it, it, down in Mobile. That's probably the most Caucasian thing that you can have. Spring Hill College, it's a Jesuit school too. So, oh yeah, it is. It is. So strictly, they, really, they really stick out like a sore thumb. I, I went there for Upward Bound. And it's funny because when we had black students, like they had black students there, um, we knew if it was like if it was a male, a male black students it was like, you play baseball or basketball. That it, literally, that's how you know what I'm saying they be like, and they be like, man, what you mean, basketball? That's how it was, man. So one of them schools, man. But they in the SIAC, so they get all that exposure. They got well, a black. That, that's that's the school. I got a black friend. 
No, they just um boy, you look at your dad and watch this show. <laughs> boy, you look at your dad, man. They charging that boy 75 a G, man. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right, man. Um we'll be back on Thursday. Uh another episode of HBCU Out. Uh we might have to bring a guest on, man. We might have to bring a, I, you know what? I'm gonna reach out to some if somebody won an award recently. I want to talk to him. I ain't, and we ain't talk to him. We ain't talk to him in a minute. I need to he talk to my funny. boy. He be acting funny. He be acting. Uh, I have to tell him, man. You need, um, mm, I'm, I know, I know, I get, I know, I get up to. Hey, uh, somebody said you acting like you went to Grambling. I bet he come on in. <laughs> I bet he chill come out. on. Chill out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. But yeah. hey, we'll be back like we never left. See y'all on Thursday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.